Hello, and welcome to my podcast with my first guest, Yasmin. Hello. How are you doing, Yasmin? I'm doing great. So excited to for your podcast. Ali, you're the like literally the most well-spoken person I know. So this is going to be oh, awesome. Wow, that's very flattering. Um, <laughs> thank you. Yeah, no, like the, this is this is like even thinking about this episode specifically just brings a smile to my face because I remember I went to see Hassan Minaj. He's a comedian for those who don't know live before he started his show, The Patriot Act. And in when he was doing his stand-up, um, he had a joke about how he would try to make plans with people and everyone would be like, sorry, man, too busy. I'm listening to my podcast or my podcast. Be right back. TTYL. <laughs> Just like that. That is so good because there's way too many podcasts. And then here I am not just starting any other new podcast, but this episode is specifically a podcast about podcasts. So yeah, so so it's it's very fitting. Um, but yeah, so this episode is going to be me interviewing you about your podcast, and you're going to give me advice about how to start my podcast while mm -hmm. I'm starting my podcast, which I just, so meta, it's so fun. I love it. Mm -hmm. um, okay, so, so why don't you, for those who don't know, tell people why you're uniquely qualified to give me advice about podcasting. Okay, well, I have a student life podcast called The Student Spotlight. It's almost a year old. It will be next month, which is crazy. Uh -huh. um, the reason why I think I am qualified to talk about podcasts is because I'm currently on season two of my podcast and it, it has a fairly good reception. Currently, we have almost 700 downloads and we're in 21 wow. countries. So wow. yeah, I did not think this was going to happen because in the beginning mm -hmm. it was just me trying checking if my episodes were getting listened to but it was just me listening to my <laughs> yeah so yeah nice. wow. yeah and um i think and then i came on your podcast and then it just blew up yeah, because i'm exactly. no honestly yours is like the highest one because we're talking about like oh wait actually things. still like i think so you you and arsala oh, wow. are let me just check really quick yeah you and arsala are tied so, okay 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 yeah, nice nice one That's of the high ones Wow. But yeah, in terms of podcasting, I think I do have some good insights for not only Ali, but to any of our listeners today, because it is an experience. I thought in the beginning, it was just like you just talk and record it, but it's really not that. Mm -hmm. It becomes a very meta experience in the sense that when you talk, you have to more consciously think about what you're talking about, because mm -hmm. not only are you recording it, you still mm -hmm. have to edit it. You still mm -hmm. have to make sure that people will actively want to listen to it because no one cares if you're just talking about yourself. You know, that's mm, just like mm. every single person on LinkedIn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 it's true, it's true. No shade, but like that's kind of it. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I think in terms of this medium, Ali is like really well-spoken as is, but I think with some podcasting tips, you can let's, take that to the <laughs> Let me do the podcast and people can decide for themselves. Um, but yeah. I'm um, your hype man, as they call it, yeah. apparently. That's that's wonderful. Yeah. yeah, no, like your podcast is great. I've listened to a few episodes, the one with Arsula. Mm -hmm. I've been on it, so that, that obviously and then the I, I listened to the episode with Venise and then um the episode with you and Martine was mm -hmm. really good. Um, which by the way, so when I, I think I'm gonna return to your podcast and we have to talk about the Ant hypothesis. I have some cool yes. thoughts regarding that. Um yes. but, but okay, so then so one other thing I wanna mention um, which is why I wanted you to be on this podcast is that like, so the, whenever I have a conversation with you, I always learn something new. So the example I would like to use is literally 15 minutes ago where I post, like I woke up late. So I postponed this podcast recording by 15 minutes. No worries. Um, and then you said to me, um, 
Actually, do you want to say what you said? Don't apologize for your, what yeah. was it? Uh, yeah, well, yeah, don't what? apologize for your amyloid plaque cleansing. So basically, don't explain. Um, okay. So okay. I was like, okay, what is amyloid plaque cleansing, right? So I, I, at first plaque, I was like, okay, it must be dental plaque. So she's saying that, oh, don't apologize for the, because I was like, I'm still getting ready. So I thought you were saying, don't apologize for the fact that you still have to brush your teeth or something. So then I was like, okay, um, I guess that's what it is. But then I was like, hmm, what is amyloid? So then I Googled what is amyloid. And then it's like, oh, this is a, a protein that that is is in the, it, yeah. it occurs in the brain. And then I was like, hmm, that has nothing to do with, with teeth whatsoever. So then I started Googling more and I was like, oh, amyloid plaque is something that causes Alzheimer's disease. And I was like, why does he ask me and think I have Alzheimer's? I'm usually pretty, pretty all up there. And then I was like, what is she talking about? I, I have no idea. And then finally I figured out, I was like, oh, she means sleep because sleep clears amyloid plaque. And then what she means by don't apologize for your amyloid plaque cleansing is that, is that you should get some sleep. Mm -hmm. And what... I like about that, like, is is that now I'm never gonna forget what amyloid plaque is, and the next time someone brings it up, I'm going to be like, ah, ah I know, I know, you know, exactly, what, yeah. So um, conversations with you are full of those types of um, really, really uh, nice phrases, and you and you learn a lot. So that's, but yeah, but but so you can tell me when have you? This is, this is the first time you've used the phrase amyloid plaque cleansing. What? No. How do you? No, that's a regular. Actually, like that's yeah, that's my uh, common thing that I like to say. Uh, here's the thing. Like these things, I don't know why my brain works like this, but it's just I really like the brain and I see mm -hmm. the influences that that has on people and mm -hmm. just the things that happen in daily life. So I want to like bring that experience. I don't want this to be like, oh, I slept in. It's like some inherent flaw of mine that I didn't, that I stayed up all night <laughs> building robots and doing all this, which is amazing, by the way. Right. Thanks. Like we need to detach from that sort of, um, yeah, I guess experience that you like you blame yourself for when it's really like there's scientific backing to things that you do that we need to bring that aspect into it so that's sort of how i think in terms of things i don't like to take right. things personal i like to think take things from a more scientific point of view of like okay you know his right. brain you know i'm just helping him him being late decreases his chances for alzheimer's okay right, this is right, my, right, right, right. my boss is gonna like kill me if he sees me because correlation does not equal causation but you know what i, I guess mean. i guess you're the point you're making yeah. which is good is that um I shouldn't apologize for sleeping. I should apologize for poor time management skills, if anything, right? So the, so the sleeping part is good, yeah. but the time management part is is still needs work. I but whose so. who's time management doesn't need work in 2020? Yeah. Am I right? Like, um, okay, so back to podcasts. So as I mm -hmm. said that the format for this podcast is going to be like, um, we're going to do 30 to 40 minutes of like talking that's on topic. And then uh, it's, this, so this episode is going to be about your experience with your podcast. Why you think what like what are the good parts of doing a podcast, the bad parts, any pro tips that you might have? Um, I think you have some notes as well that yeah. you want to talk about. And then so that we can see if we can fill 30 minutes of with that. And then the rest of the 30 minutes can just be talking about whatever. It's a more more fun, relaxed type thing. 
Um, so purpose wise, um, what I want to do with this podcast is nothing. So like you said that we, at the beginning, your podcast was like, you were the only one listening to it. Um, I, I like, so I was thinking like, Hey, what, you know, what do I want to do with my podcast to, to blah, blah, blah. And I was like, one is that I want to be okay if no one listens to it in the sense that I would like to do it with the mindset that this podcast is is not meant to be popular. So if it's not getting popular, that's not something I should be upset about. But this podcast is to have interesting conversations and shed a, as your podcast would say, a spotlight on things that I'd like to have a spotlight on mm -hmm. um, and just get interesting conversations recorded and and um, set aside. So if, if, if worst case scenario, no one ever listens to my podcast, even just I can listen to them when I later in life, when, mm -hmm. when I'm like, Hey, what did I talk about when I was 23 years old? <laughs> um, but yeah, so that is what, uh, what is, what this podcast is going to be like. I reserve the right to change anything if I want to. Um, but that's what I'm going for. So it's, it's going to be, so this, the, so the topic this time, as, as we said, like a million times now is, is podcasting, <laughs> but yeah. So, so if you have any thoughts on, on what I just said, or you can start talking about podcasting, um, or yeah, go for it. Yeah, I think it's a great step for you to sort of delve into this particular, I guess, communication medium, because I feel like especially with social media, there's just so much noise, right? We talked about this so many times before. There's so much noise, so many comments, so many advertisements. I think podcasting is a unique avenue for people who like to talk a lot, like both of us. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And because like you said before, we have a lot of conversations and new insights come up, new lessons come up, but then mm -hmm. it's like that's just left to get overwritten in our hippocampuses, right? There's like nothing that sort of comes out of that later. But mm -hmm. if you record it in a medium like podcasting, where it's very mm. like sensory limited in the sense that you're just hearing, or mm. like you can also be watching, but most right, of the time right. you're just hearing, right. the way that your brain perceives that is much more focused, right? And that's something that lacks, that a lot of people lack nowadays, just focus, because there's so much happening. Interesting. So if there is something, a message that you want to talk about or just topics and things that you can sort of figure out and process as you're talking and record it at the same time, that's a very valuable experience. So that's one thing that I did not expect with podcasting. So that's interesting. I agree that the fact that podcasts are long form, it makes them better than kind of I grab 10 second social media posts. Um, by the way, I want to say whenever I'm I'm disparaging of social media, I don't mean memes. Memes are wonderful. Meme, we need more memes. But everything else, um, uh, uh, when it comes to social media, I'm not super on board with. Mm -hmm. um, uh, but do you not think podcasts, like everything else except memes, of course, are <laughs> competing for our attention and they are just adding to the no like? So I don't consider podcasts uniquely different from noise i think the the there are some podcasts like hardcore history um that are like genuinely just purely educational and, and like you're a smarter person after listening to them but most podcasts like for example the joe rogan one um i would say are part of the entertainment noise thing in the sense that they're not as long form as reading a book for example but they're not as short form as like reading a, a, a really short article or looking at a BuzzFeed video or, or a YouTube video or something like that. Um, mm -hmm. But I, I think when it comes to making educational podcasts, I think your podcast is pretty educational. There is a difference there. But so, so mm -hmm. I, I guess I'm curious if you have any thoughts on what exactly it is that separates podcasts mm -hmm. from noise. Um, right. But go ahead. Yeah. So I think like the way that I define noise is more so 
um, sort of like the YouTube rabbit hole where you're watching a video or something and then you have like a billion other ones getting recommended and suddenly you're watching like a giraffe spitting water Mm -hmm. or something, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And the comments as well. So even though the Joe Rogan podcast, which is like one of my favorite ones, talks about all the different facets of just daily life and obviously Mm -hmm. that comes with noise, quote unquote, um, the medium that you're listening through that through is that, the, mm. is that even grammatically correct? <laughs> Through yeah. that through um, is focused in nature because you are getting that sort of message that's not getting dwindled by a fifty-second yeah. ad popping up like every five seconds, right? Okay, and a comment. That's I sort see, of what I, I mean. Yeah, I, I totally that's agree. That's true. That's true. And and I think another thing that I will say is that um, when it comes to podcasts so far, I you have to commit. Like you can't just like have it be recommended in your listening feed. And then it's like three hours of, of Joe Rogan talking about chimpanzees. It's like, no, you got to plan that that uh, uh, that mm-hmm. in advance, which I think that more deliberate type of, of uh, uh, is something I, I, I think that's a good thing mm-hmm. that people should be more deliberate in choosing what they pay attention to instead of just having an algorithm just bombard you yeah. and stuff. Exactly. And it sort of emphasizes your communication skills, because even though you're podcasting and you sort of want to so like the way that I do it is I sort of think about what I want to do and then write a brief like a few jot notes down. Mm. And then from there, I just sort of process it as I talk. Because in the beginning, I was just talking. I was like, what am I even saying right now? I'm just saying a bunch (laughs) of convoluted things. And as you say, I was word salading a lot. Uh Um, which fun fact I realized I word salad sometimes because I don't know what I'm saying. So it's like a coping mechanism of of things. I feel like, yeah, that's also a pressure of society when in in terms of conversation in general, which is that sometimes you start a sentence and you realize it's not going anywhere. (laughs) You should just be able to stop and be like, you know what? I never mind, but you're not allowed to do that. It's considered rude. Mm -hmm. Um, So then you got to like, like double down on this on this totally nonsensical thing. And for 15 minutes, it's just nonsense. But anyway, yeah. um, Okay, so so I I like that I do. I I pretty much agree. Yeah, that that podcasts are unique in that they're more deliberate way to spend your attention, which I think is nice. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay, so so um, let's move on to um, what would you say uh, you enjoy the most about uh, uh, doing your own podcast? Mm-hmm. And then what do you enjoy the least about doing your, your own podcast? I think the first thing for sure is just an excuse to talk and make so many friends. Yeah, by the way, yeah. How does it also feel to be on the other side of this yeah. where you're being interviewed? Yeah, go ahead. It feels yeah. chill. I feel like if it was someone else, maybe I would have been a little more nervous mm-hmm. and stuttered mm-hmm. and stuff but because like we talk all the time this just feels mm-hmm. like a normal conversation yeah and yeah. one of the best podcasts are just very conversationalist in nature you don't want to be like right. an interview because then that's like cnn exactly yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah i don't know why i'm being very uh salty today or whatever that means but yeah <laughs> that's that's something um mm-hmm. so yeah the first thing for sure it's an excuse to talk with people and you make so many different friends and you mm-hmm. can reach people that seem far-fetched just because you have something called a podcast when it's literally right. Just be recording yourself, like right, right, yeah, exactly. For instance, I got a chance to talk with our our University of Toronto's like vice president Mm -hmm. of our school. Yeah, yeah, it was so amazing, and she's uh, from New Zealand as well. So you you have that like Kiwi accent, (laughs) and she knows just in the Ardern. So like, okay, yeah, but Mm. it's just um things like that where you can have something that you made up, and you're like, Mm. oh, can I talk to you because I have this thing that I made up Mm. when I was like. Mm. Uh, 2 a.m. and it was just me. No, that is pretty up. amazing. Yeah, so there's that yeah. progression of things. That's definitely one of the best things for sure. 
Um, yes. I guess one of the most obvious ones is the the spontaneous feedback that you get of people saying like, oh, you inspired me. There was someone yesterday who told me they started their own podcast um, because they were inspired by mine. I was like, okay, that's great. Wow. So, yeah. I mean, also someone today started their own podcast. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So it's just an avenue for seeing where people are starting because we're all very young people and mm-hmm. we're at the beginning of our life. We're still trying to figure out what we're doing. So mm-hmm. getting a, I guess, a glimpse into each person's little timeline, if you want to call it that, and see how yeah. that unfolds. Like you never know, probability wise, if you're dealing with so many people, what each person's going to do right. and what conversations can do as well. So, right, right. Yeah. I see. So it's a it's a great way to uh, get out of your comfort zone, learn new things all the time, meet different people who you wouldn't wouldn't otherwise talk to. That's yeah, that's yeah. definitely one of the main reasons where I where I was like, okay, this is a good idea. I should do this. Exactly. Um, but yeah, like regardless of if anyone listens to it or not. Yeah. But okay, so so what are the downsides of having having a podcast? I think for me, for sure, just like correcting even like like me saying like right now correcting verbal mannerisms of the way that you Uh say things so one of Mm. the most obvious ones is things like like and um and stuttering in certain parts Mm -hmm. those things when you start editing become quite annoying in the sense that people usually don't want to listen to someone who says the word like 50 times in one sentence right it's just a naturally okay it's not a well Okay, so well, yeah. I mean, I so wait, do you actually edit that stuff out from your podcast when you're I talking? I used and, to, I used and, to, but oh, now okay, I sort okay. of have like trauma from that, so I don't, I try not to, yeah, I, don't I don't say think those it's words. Necessary. Yeah, 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 I don't say those words as much, but in the beginning, it was something maybe it's just me being like very nitpicky, mm-hmm. but it was something that I was very conscious about, so that was definitely one thing yeah. the verbal mannerisms, talking not too loud because I don't want to overpower your voice, and then I have right. to fix it on my end with the editing, which I don't really know how to do so just these little things that you don't naturally think of Mm. was definitely a big hurdle for me in terms of the podcast specifically definitely marketing social media post-production stuff in the beginning i was doing well like recording everything having my script quote-unquote planned out and everything like that everything was great but Mm. i wouldn't market it so no one would listen to it so and so yeah so that's something i'm gonna have to learn how to do so what is marketing okay so once you're done recording and editing the episode and it's complete, ready to be uploaded, then what does marketing consist of for you? So, yeah, so I would ask the guests for their photo, create a little cover episode of their face and mine because mm. that tends to receive better, mm. uh, have a little bio for them. And then the day after the podcast episode gets uploaded, I'll post an Instagram post saying, this is there's a new episode out, here's what we talked about, etc. And then throughout the week, because you sort of want to post maybe two times a week you'd post little Mm. quotes that each guest said an audiogram Uh, yeah like little snippets like that so you want to take all this data and like compress it get quotes out of it get little snippets to share Mm. put it on your stories there's like so much of that and it's honestly a team thing because you have to edit it you have to talk you have to promote it so i can see Mm. where a team would come in handy so that was something i was like oh my god i don't know how to do this yeah 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 Wow. Yeah, no, that's going to yeah. be uh, a decent chunk of work. <laughs> I can yeah. help you. Yeah, no worries. Oh, okay. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> no, we'll do. Um, okay. Yeah. So that's, that's good to hear. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, so I think I think for as far as I'm concerned, as far as promoting and marketing goes, mm-hmm. I, I definitely going to do the picture make a like a nice am- album art type thing for each yeah. episode. The quotes thing, oh my god, that sounds like so much work. Yeah, it is. Uh, going through it and then figuring out the I might I might um do that but i'm not sure okay 
So, all right. So then do you have any pro tips? Because I, for example, we're using Zencaster right now to record yeah. this, but I had no idea what Zencaster was until I did your podcast and then mm-hmm. I was on it. So yeah, so equipment wise, what have you learned? And and don't say this just for me, but for other people listening who might be wanting to start their own podcast as well. Right. Um, yeah. So in the beginning, for sure, research. I read so mm-hmm. many articles and there was a lot of, there's a lot of YouTube videos that are specialized on how to start your podcast. I watch mm-hmm. a lot of those. I found a decent mic, got that, got the headphones. It was a set. It was like on sales. Like, okay, great. Have that sorted. Uh, in terms of the software, it really comes down to your budget in the beginning. Like if you don't want to start paying for this because it's, like you said, a hobby and sort of this kind of thing, mm. then you would want to look for podcast hosts hosts that are free. Anchor is one of them. That's the most popular one right now. And their investment, I think, is like really high right now. So it is a booming business in that aspect. So researching a lot, looking at different articles, new articles. Wait, wait, wait. What is a podcast host and what do you mean by their investment is really high right now? I have no so, idea what that means. Yeah, so Anchor is a podcasting host service in the sense that you just upload your audio and then they distribute it to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, all those things. Yeah, because you usually have to do it manually so they can do it automatically for you. And um, yeah, there's just different features and things. So if you pay the premium, then you get more analytics to work with. They give you a Mm. dashboard of who who your listeners uh, are listening from, how many listens you're getting, how many downloads you're getting, things like that. So I would definitely recommend Anchor for podcast service because it's free. For beginners and then you can upgrade later to podbean i believe it was or those are okay. one yeah so yeah okay so so i guess so one question i have is so then um publishing your podcast to spotify apple podcast yeah. and everything that is all free and you just gotta fill out a form and do it right yeah. okay cool so I, I guess i think i'll just do that manually um yeah okay um uh and okay so i guess the more interesting part interview wise do you have any pro tips um right um, so this is something I struggle with until now as well, right. even though almost after like 15 guests, mm. it is something that you have to work on and you sort of want to approach it in a way that's conversationalist in nature. Joe Rogan does this extremely well because it doesn't yeah. feel like he's very interviewee. He feels like yeah. you're just having a conversation and then you're just in that room with them. Yeah. 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 So for that yeah. aspect, yeah, go ahead. You're going to say no, something. No, I was going to say, um, that's why I think it's not even worth it to cut out the likes and the ums and whatnot, because I think part of what makes podcasts so great is that they're an authentic conversation for the most part, right? It's not, it hasn't been through a corporate boardroom and then have edited to that to the point where it's lowest common denominator. It's literally been through the hands of just one person from start to finish. And that, that authenticity to me, at least, is when I'm listening to a podcast, I'm like, this is a real conversation as opposed mm-hmm. to, um, and with, with with Joe, sometimes I, I think, I don't know how often he, his, whether or not his podcast is literally live. I think there was a period where his podcast would be live, yeah. which is as authentic as you can get, right? Like, there's no way you can cut anything out because it's, yeah. it's live. So yeah, I think I think that way, um, part of what makes podcasts good and unique is the mm-hmm. the rawness of it but yeah yeah i completely agree but it's also important to note that he's been he's recorded like over a thousand episodes so over time even 20 episodes in i can see how better i communicate and decrease Mm -hmm. those sort Mm -hmm. of filler words so that is definitely something to consider i totally agree with that you don't want to oversaturate yeah 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 yeah, yeah, that is for sure yeah um 
Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I think those were most of my questions. Do you yeah. like, so, so, and we're, we're coming up on 25 minutes now. Um, so you can talk about what you had in your notes. And then after that, we can just get to, to talking yeah. about normal stuff. For sure. Um, one thing I wanted to say is with podcasting, you do have to note that your thoughts are very like publicly broadcasted in some ways you are very like talking about things and pushing it out wanting people to listen in so that is something to consider because i do get a lot of people especially like professors because we are quite close like the cs Mm -hmm. community is very close in terms Mm -hmm. of professors who sort of follow up on things and they're like oh you've experienced this how was it etc so that is something i think you want to take into account in terms of your digital footprint as well. It is very tracked in that aspect. So you have to be careful of what you're saying, but also have to be authentic in what you, Mm. in what message you're trying to sort of convey. Is that sort of um, what you, like, have you considered that before or are you sort of just talking? Definitely. um, um, Like if you've had a conversation with me before, you know, I like debates and you know, I like debating controversial things as well. And, And obviously there's a time and a place, right? So, I think I'm going to not do any of that um, at a podcast because, again, like the Internet is just not the right place um, because it's so easy to misconstrue what people are saying. So um, not that I don't want to have these conversations, just want to have them in a way that will actually benefit and lead to learning and not lead to more like just division and misunderstanding. Right. Mm So um, I'm definitely going to be conscious of that in terms of what I talk about, how I choose to talk about it. Um, And it's going to be mostly very E for everyone, family friendly material. I don't think even um, (laughs) I'm going to swear on this podcast. I'm going to see if I can try and avoid it. But yeah, Mm -hmm. definitely. But that's but that's 100% good advice. I think um, I I, once I started thinking about it, I was like, yeah, that that's actually going to be difficult to properly keep keep things clean. Um, I remember when we first it's funny because um, I think uh, we, when we did the when I was on your podcast, we were talking about uh, like COVID had just happened. So there was a lot to talk yeah. about there. And then politically, the, there was a lot to talk about, which we, we didn't talk, which I think is, is the right thing to do. And like, um, for those who don't know, today is the day where the US election is still uh, happening. <laughs> and so I think I again, just I don't think yeah. uh, I want to talk about that at all um because Mm -hmm. because it's just not the right place right time right um so so that way but yeah fantastic advice i I totally agree that it's something Mm -hmm. people should think about not just when it comes to podcasting but on your digital footprint in general what you post to the internet Mm -hmm. um how it gets perceived and because not everyone might have the context that you had when you said the thing that you said and not everyone might um uh have the same worldview where where like they they're like oh this person is just like wanting to talk about things and understand them better it might just be like oh they're they're just um like joe rogan gets a lot of stuff for for uh i mean i mean people can google stuff themselves but Mm -hmm. but i don't think anyone fundamentally anyone who knows him well or has listened to a lot of the podcast thinks he's a fundamentally bad person he just likes talking to people with opposing views um but yeah Mm -hmm. anyway so so really good advice i i totally agree right and that's actually the most growth growth inducing thing you don't want to really talk with people constantly that have the same views as you because then what's the point you're not really learning anything you do want to find people with different opinions and different avenues because that will challenge your own so that's definitely something um another advice i would say or tip would probably be to constantly learn new things like obviously this is a like that makes sense but Mm -hmm. when you talk 
I noticed that we all have safety subjects. We always go back to a certain set or dictionary of like things that we always come back to. And for me, I've like the way that I sort of, I, I guess, put a target on it is because I tend to like to talk in scientific terms in some things. And I know that if I'm saying like the amyloid plaque thing, I've said that like 50 times at this point. I'm like, okay, I need to like read up more about, you know, yeah, <laughs> the, yeah. the whole process and, and protein yeah. phosphorylation and things like that. So that is yeah. something to always keep in mind. Mm. Um, yeah, which I think you do good anyways. You learn a lot of things a lot. Yeah, I was going to ask, what do you think is my safety subject? Uh, <laughs> I, I'm trying to think of one. I don't think I can think of one. Um, I, I, yeah. I don't know. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, like there. Oh, universal basic income. Yeah, probably yes. yes. Yeah, universal, universal basic, basic income. income. Uh, I think I can. Uh, there's a joke in my research group <laughs> because I've mentioned it like three or four times now in socials or meetings. Yeah. Where it's like, uh, um, there's a Ali can bring a conversation to universal basic income <laughs> in three three sentences flat. So yes. I'm like, all right, yeah. Exactly. Uh, yeah, that is something. Uh, Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, so, okay. Yeah. That's, that's, uh, I'll see if I can, uh, avoid talking about universal basic income on my podcast. Actually, no, I think universal basic income needs to stay to, true to uh, yourself. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's, that's good advice as well. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't think of that. I do have a safety subject. Wow. Yeah. Good need to change it up because it gets yeah. boring to people. They don't want to hear the same thing over and over again. Hey, universal basic income. <laughs> Let me let me just like leave the Zoom call. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that's something. I think one more thing I want to talk about is and something that I'm trying to pursue that's a little bit different is outsourcing things because in the beginning, I think in the beginning you can do everything and do that whole like hustle thing of just doing everything, being like the CEO, being the mm-hmm. engineer, whatever, okay. like that whole mm-hmm. concept. But after a while, um, if you look at things like Fiverr, Fiverr, I believe it's um, this platform right, right, where, I know what, yeah yeah, yeah it's you a, can hire people to like edit things and stuff yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. like not even expensive at all so i think in the future if you are getting bogged down by editing because i hate editing it takes forever mm-hmm. to edit a to- uh, mm-hmm. podcast episode but over time i've just been editing less and less because i'm not so nitpicky yeah. with the ums and likes and things yeah um but yeah outsourcing things so that you keep that momentum going and recording and talking with as many people as possible that can be something you can do for sure yeah yeah, I I agree. I don't think I want to. Um, that's another reason for not caring too much about how many people listen to it. Where it's like, if mm-hmm. that is the thing that makes you not listen to my podcast, is that there's a bit of silence here and there, and there's a bit of likes and ums. Then it's like, yeah, sorry, dude, my podcast is just not for you. I've, I'm not going to spend um, an hour every single episode just editing. Yeah, uh, it's a lot. But yeah, okay. Okay, so we're at 32 minutes. So I think now we can transition. Oh, my God. I haven't yeah. mentioned the name of my podcast in this whole universal episode. Universal Basic Income. <laughs> yes, the Universal <laughs> Basic Income podcast, where I, where I try my best not to talk about that's Universal Basic roast. Income. I'm going to pat um, myself for that. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's nice. Thank you. Thank you for that. Um, but yeah, no. I, so I called my blog, which is on my website, writing practice, because so for those who don't know, I resisted starting a blog and a podcast uh, quite a bit. And then Yasmin basically was like, Ali, just please, for the love of God, like, yeah, um, uh, start it. And then I was like, okay, fine. Cause, cause you're not the only person who's asked me. So then I was like, okay, I guess, I guess I have a moral obligation um, <laughs> to the people. 
um, to, to put my voice out there. So, uh, and then, but then I realized that, Hey, uh, part of the reason I didn't want to do it was that I don't think I'm very for, for, again, this is a contrast where you're like, Oh my God, Ali, you're one of the most well-spoken people. And, and I don't think that I'm that way at all. So, so I was like, but one way to, to, for me to be more well-spoken and write better mm-hmm. is to just practice. Yes. So I call my blog writing practice. And so that, that just, it, 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 I'm going to post articles over there. Um, and so I'm going to call my podcast talking practice because yes. it's, it's going to be about just me getting better at talking to people about more interesting things. Yeah. Um, so, so, uh, this is going to be, um, talking practice episode mm-hmm. one podcast like about podcasts. Wait, what? It's a podcast, podcast about podcasts? Well, well, the episode, first episode is a yeah, podcast. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, what do you want to do in the future? What do you have planned for this? I don't want to say because okay, <laughs> I mean, I mean, in the sense that, like, I don't want to be like, oh, all these amazing things is going to be the yeah. best podcast or yada yada yada. Um, I'd rather uh, under promise and over deliver. So, yes. um, but so uh, mm-hmm. what I what I what I don't mind saying is that I obviously other students who who are pursuing really interesting um, uh, fields in their studies, I would like to talk to them about how they got interested in those fields um and what it's like doing that right so that's it's similar to your podcast in that sense mm-hmm. um and then uh i'm gonna see if i can talk to people in my research group maybe i, I don't know uh but, but yeah so that that way i can get some cool robotics research um mm-hmm. topics going around um but yeah like my my i don't want to say too much but mainly I, i'm just gonna find interesting people who have like I would like there to be some little purpose, like in the sense that this is great because you have a, a pretty successful podcast. Um, mm-hmm. So that way it, it, it's like, it's not just a totally random conversation. Right. Um, so I would like it to be not just totally random conversations, but mm-hmm. at the same time, not a lot of pressure at all. Um, exactly. On, yeah. On, yeah. What, what we're talking about. But yeah, I think you were going to say something. Go ahead. Yeah. Like, I, I agree with that. I think the intention of the podcast can change like so many times. Like, in the, I've changed the name of my podcast three times until I got to Student Spotlight. Um, what were the previous two names? It was just my name in the beginning. And then it was uh, my name and then Brain, because, you know, I like I that's see, sort of yeah, like my yeah. alias. And yeah. then it was this, because I realized I read a few articles and it said if you're not really like a celebrity, for instance, you do want to have a, quite a descriptive title because no one cares like mm-hmm. about someone's name in a podcast mm-hmm. right so that's something and in yeah. terms of the theme in the beginning it was very like me reading articles that i've written and things but it was very personal to me i don't know if it would relate to right, other people right, right, right. and then there was that shift of oh i should probably talk to people and get their insight and yeah. do that whole thing because talking yeah. to people gives you content automatically it's not very pressuring on yourself yeah nice nice yeah no for sure i I think what I'm going to do is that for the the stuff where it's just me talking, I'm just yeah. going to figure out how to make that into a blog and yeah. make a blog post on my website. Okay. And I might, if, if like there's something really interesting, like universal basic income, I might also do a <laughs> podcast accompanying that, that blog where I talk about all the stuff that didn't make it into the blog because I'm pretty ruthless yeah. when it comes to editing the stuff I, I write um so yeah uh but yeah that's 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 my it's similar to what what i'm I'm doing as well um but okay so i think we're at 37 Mm -hmm. minutes and now we can uh, unless you have anything more you want to say about podcasting and stuff we can switch to just how life has been Hmm. uh, since we last spoke to each other i think the last thing i would say is if you're considering starting a podcast do it it does help you in ways that you don't think of and it just makes you 
it makes you a, a very good communicator over time and you pick mm-hmm. up on cues that you wouldn't otherwise, I feel like, get. For instance, if I'm having a conversation with a bunch of people, I'm more receptive to see if they're with me or if they're somewhere else. Because I know in the beginning, I used to be like my own world and just talk. Mm-hmm. I think that's mm-hmm. something I see a lot nowadays. Because when you just talk for the sake of like just talking and talking and talking and you want to get right. out everything that you know, people are not going to be listening to you. You know, they're just going to yeah. be like, oh, okay. And you can see that in their eyes as well. So that's something that you definitely want to pick up on. And it'll, it'll just help you in, in very different ways. So if you're considering it, definitely do it. And don't feel, no imposter syndrome is definitely a thing that happens to everyone, especially when mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you are broadcasting stuff, it's on the internet, etc. So if you want the little push, then just go for it. And then it's good to always just do things and then apologize for them later. Or else it's like, what's the point yeah, like, what yeah. are you doing right yeah, yeah, yeah. that's all yeah yeah i think it's uh, in terms of practice for communication it's a great a great way to just practice yep which hence the name of my podcast yeah I'm, yes I'm so talking practice. clearly so good at this as, as you can tell yeah tp yeah that's i'm gonna have to work <gasps> on that but no you can, the acronym would be tp which also is like toilet paper you know how toilet paper is in demand okay i don't know where i'm going this yeah <laughs> no yeah yeah yeah, yeah no that's a, i didn't think that was a good thing that the acronym for my podcast that's a good one yeah i like it's it. gonna be toilet talking paper practice. as well yeah We're practicing um, talking. Yes. yeah um okay so so how has your life been since we last spoke like so you're doing school you're mm-hmm. in your second third year second year second year second year year. yes um and how's that going how's online uh, Mm -hmm. school yeah so i guess i can give a quick debrief of what i'm doing so i study psychology computer science and math um and are you trying to do all three majors no i want to do so my goal right now is to do a neuroscience specialist and then computer science minor and then i think a math minor would come with the computer science stuff because i do want to do some uh, machine learning courses i think you need some Mm -hmm. math for that Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um so yeah you're like crying (laughs) over there (laughs) no that definitely needs some math for that yeah but continue yeah yeah so that's what i'm studying uh Mm -hmm. in terms of online school I do like it in the sense that it's a uh, the knowledge I feel like is better because I can replay stuff, play a double speed, things of that mm. nature. That's a beneficial thing. Mm-hmm. The isolation, obviously, that's like the most yeah. crippling Not, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, hmm, hmm. like at this point, I feel like if I'm go- if I, like I was going grocery shopping at night because I'm I'm lazy as a human being <laughs> and. Um, I, I was like, it was quite dark. And I was like, Oh, man, what if someone mugs me? And then I was like, it's 2020. Like, they might as well. Like, what's what's the point? Whoa. <laughs> whoa, Dude, whoa this whoa. year has just been so annoying. Yeah. Where if someone was like, give me all your money, I'd be like, yeah, then you know, like, I don't care. It's you do you, man. Like, it's it's whatever this year. Yeah. Um, but yeah. yeah, yeah, no, the isolation has not been mm. ideal. Yeah, for sure. I, I agree with that. I think you can easily, well, like it's been so long. This was supposed to be what, like a two week quarantine. Now it's like almost mm-hmm. a year. So that is something. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I'm coping with it much, much better. Like, honestly, every day I'm very happy, very excited. Mm-hmm. I'm not very down in some days. Obviously, everyone has their down days. But for me, the way that I'm sort of coping with it, making it an amazing experience is Discord. Discord. Yeah, I see. Dude, yeah, Discord. I've, been, I've been using. Yeah, yeah. Just 24-7, 24-7, 24-7. There's this um, society that's DSC. It's like a Google-based club. And they have this Discord server. And there's a voice uh-huh. channel. And I was like, one day I was just feeling random. I saw like three people on it. I was like, okay, whatever. Let me join and talk with these random people. And yeah. then I join. And then suddenly like a few, it's been maybe 
one month or two months. Yeah, I think one okay, month. Yeah. And every night at like 11 p.m., we meet up, we talk about life, we talk about um, their different interests. We're all like very different mm -hmm. interested people, even though computer science is like the common denominator. I learned mm -hmm. about anime. I learned wow. about um, weeb culture, apparently. That's what it's called, whatever that is. <laughs> Just things nice, like that, you nice. know? <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's fun to play games and get into that whole thing that I've never really explored before so in terms of that the friend community aspect is insane like everyone if whatever it is try to find a discord server or anything like that to get people and talk to them because that's the best thing about all of this and mm -hmm. i think it also helps that um i'm in a society like a woman in society woman in science and computer science society mm -hmm. and that guarantees me at least two week two days a week that i have like a social interaction and we're building mm -hmm. things working on a project so that's also something so community yep. very very important because when i didn't have that i was like i couldn't do anything i couldn't mm -hmm. do anything so you have to have that that's what's making me like very excited and talking with people like you having this podcast doing like this um online stuff yeah that all of that really helps for sure definitely like for me um, I just poured myself into, I like did a deep dive into just robotics research, mm. um, uh, which was, which has been like definitely um, not a smooth sailing type thing because yeah, um, I, I didn't want to like pursue grad school as like from the beginning of my life. And this was a recent decision. Mm. So then trying to like figure out projects, trying to get opportunities and then um, I'm incredibly lucky to have a cool project that I'm working on with really cool people. So that has been like a thing where I was like, hey, I can't like go traveling or go on vacation or go to a food festival. God, I yeah. miss food festival so much. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I just, I just want kitchen, I a rib fest and a poutine fest. No, you can't, you can't, you can't have like the the amazing ribs that, that you get at rib fest. But anyway, um, uh, so then I was like, hey, so I might as well make this a uh, really productive time in my life and just pour mm -hmm. myself into work so i've been doing a lot of that i've been doing a lot of reading as you can see and then like i have a bunch of like just papers all over the place um these are all like autonomous driving papers because mm -hmm. i'm working on on uh, something similar right now mm -hmm. um uh so yeah so that that has been great um um but it's definitely just really still really taxing in terms of like I don't know. I, I the amount of energy that I get from being on campus, the amount of energy that I get from other people, yeah. the fact that the like I don't know, it, it, Zoom meetings, I'm just like I stop caring about everyone behind a Zoom meeting like I don't know 15 minutes into the meeting where I'm just like uh, there's a, the physicality of it is is really important that you just can't yeah. it's not there yet. Um but yeah, and listening to podcasts. So many podcasts. Oh my god. What are you listening um, to? Right now, I have so I normally try to listen to super educational podcasts. So, um, like the Joe Rogan one is great, the Lex Friedman one is nice, uh, mm -hmm. the Sam Harris one. Um, but I was like, hey, I want to listen to a more fun podcast. And then I saw that Bill Gates was on um, Dax Shepard's Armchair Experts podcast. Um, and if you haven't heard of Armchair Expert, uh, it's a podcast mm -hmm. by Dax Shepard. Um, really good podcast. Bill Gates was on it. Um, wow. So I listened to that episode. It was really good. And I liked Dax's interviewing style. And it was really, it was different from Joe Rogan because even Joe Rogan tries to get some cool, like, um, I don't know, deep conversation going. Whereas Dax is just like, nope, I just want to have fun. Mm -hmm. um, and right. so that conversation 
with Bill Gates was really good. And then I noticed that um, mm-hmm. uh, he did a podcast with other people I really admire, like um, Jason Bateman. I don't know if you know who Jason Bateman is. No, um, he Have you seen Arrested Development or Horrible Bosses? I've heard of um, it. Um, but he's the main guy in Arrested Development. Uh, also in the TV show Ozark, he's a really, really accomplished writer. And so the one reason why you might be interested in him is that I think he is the most well-spoken person I Whoa. know, period. Okay. Um, he is just an incredible, incredible guy. Um, so that, and then Seth MacFarlane was on that podcast, who uh, I really admire as a comedy writer. He's the writer of Family Guy and, and The Orville and A Million Ways to Die in the West and blah, 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 blah. So that was just like learning about all of these different disciplines from all these different people. Um, you know, it was, it was very, very like hearing Seth MacFarlane talk about how The Simpsons changed animation forever um, and changed like what cartoons like it was like the first cartoon that was meant for an adult audience that right. actually got super popular and ran for like, I think something like 30 seasons at this point, like mm-hmm. something crazy. Um, that was that was pretty great watching him talk about that. Talking about Jason Bateman, talk about how he worked on Arrested Development, um, which was a totally different comedy thing, um, and his acting and whatnot. Um, and yeah, it's, it's uh, and Bill Gates, obviously. But yeah. It's Do you like those aspects just because you can sort of live vicariously through them in such different paths? um i do i would like to know like like, you know what seth mcfarland's life is and jason bateman's and bill gates's life is like um that is definitely one thing but i think it's not as important as i would like to know what seth mcfarland thinks about animation and comedy i would like to know what jason bateman thinks about writing and comedy i would like to know what bill gates thinks about um entertainment you know and how what his attention diet is like um so those um, things, uh, I find really, really add value to my life in terms of like how I decide to make decisions then. Mm-hmm. Um, cause these are really, really well, like accomplished people. Um, and they're very, very hard workers. Like, so I don't know if it's like a lot of people know this, they only know Seth MacFarlane from like family guy and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But he also was the producer and writer for the new cosmos, oh. um, TV show. Right. So no, so, so that's what I mean where he's, so he's a animator and a writer. He is a singer. He was nominated for an Emmy. Um, so he's an accomplished singer. Wow. Um, he plays and tours with orchestras uh, uh, in New York. Um, and mm. he is uh, he has a foundation that produces a lot of educational content um, and freaking Cosmos, right? Like, yeah. like that's such a, like here's someone who knows what to do with their fame and their, like the power that they have and mm-hmm. put it to good use, mm-hmm. um, you know, and it was to hear him talk about how he's trying to fix what he can fix about science education through the TV show Cosmos. Yeah. Really, really amazing conversations that need to be had and need to be listened to, uh, in my opinion. Um, and that's a common theme that you see with really good thinkers is that they they just dabble yeah. in so many different things. Like one yeah. of my favorite role models is Richard P. Feynman. He's a world-renowned mm. physicist. One of the, like, right, right, right. I just, I love him. Everything that he does is just amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah. He was like a bongo player, a physicist, yeah worked on the Manhattan Project like there's so many different things that he did and it's just it makes like I feel like for him he lived like a good life he didn't just mental box himself into something he tried so many different things and was just like okay this is my thing now so that's something yeah yeah, it's something that makes you interesting as a character Mm -hmm. and 
it's just a fun it's a funner experience for you to play this game of life rather than just like doing boring things so definitely Feynman yeah. is amazing um, if anyone wants to get into physics when I was learning I had to learn control theory and a whole bunch of differential equations for the robotics research I did this summer um, oh perfect yeah yeah perfectly a, reasonable I haven't read that one yeah it's a um, it's a relatively new one it's like a compilation of all of his letters and stuff so you can see how really? he writes yeah I see interesting yeah yeah Perfectly reasonable um, deviations. Yeah, sorry, go ahead. Um, yeah, no, I was just going to say his physics lectures are really good and they're freely available on the on the Caltech website. You just need to Google it. And they're 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 the best I've ever uh, read um, yeah. for physics. Um, I, I don't know if, if you've heard of this book by him, but it's my favorite book by him the, out of Surely the ones that I've read. No, so that's what I so Surely, Richard, surely you're joking, Mr. Feynman. I like it, but I, I'm, I, it's like part of the life stories of when he was still maturing. Then, then towards the end, it's like from his like properly, properly when he was established. But mm. my favorite book by him is The Meaning of It All by mm. Richard Feynman. And this is towards the end of his life when he was really philosophizing about what some like what someone who's so mm. smart thinks the meaning of it all is. I found that book to be very insightful. Um, and I think it, he really explains this concept of fallibility really well, where he's like, the one thing that has to be uh, at the top of your your uh, world frame right. is doubt. And uh, you have to be able to doubt anything else within that frame, just so so that you, you can update as new information comes along. Right. So uh, if you're like a if you're trying to maintain a scientific worldview, the, the one thing about it is that it updates with new information and there's nothing 100 percent for certain. So mm -hmm. that was really explained, I think, really well in that book. Uh, and it's hilarious, like all of his other books are. Though. Mm -hmm. um, and one I thing have. he says I really like is if someone claims something to be 100 percent true, like don't believe them because nothing in the <laughs> yeah. world is certain. Like even a yeah, molecule. Yeah, exactly. It's just a probability cloud, technically. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, except the uncertainty that <laughs> exists <laughs> in this world. Mm. Yeah. So how are you liking all the AI stuff and robotic stuff? How's that um, going? Really fun, really well. Um, I, I, it's, it's, so, I mean, the, the thing that it, I would say I don't like about it is that in the context of deadlines and grad school applications, so I'm doing grad school applications right now, and I would like mm -hmm. to have had um, some research experience and, and, you know, like a submitted a publication, which, which I have not for technical difficulties with the robot, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So that pressure is not super fun. Mm -hmm. But if that pressure was not there, then just getting to work on robots, getting to train machine learning models to do stuff, um, running experiments, designing experiments, um, you know, like figuring out how to write a paper, how to explain things well, deciding for yourself what math notation you want to use to express your ideas wow. instead of reading a textbook and being like, okay, this is how they decided to pick the notation. Um, <clears throat> like it's uh, so something I'll say is that if you are trying to draw a straight line, it's really difficult to draw a perfectly straight line, but it's very easy for someone to tell whether or not the line is straight by just looking at it, right? So it's very easy okay. to criticize bad notation when you see it in a textbook or a paper. Very easy to be like, this mm. paragraph doesn't flow perfectly well, or this is not expressed well, or this experiment is not perfectly well designed, but so difficult to actually design experiments well and use yeah. notation that is like totally um, um, un uninteresting 
Um, you're inventing I, stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's it's so that I love. Like it's it's a uh, really really cool to work on work on um, the you know like a robot right like mm. a, so so much fun. Cool. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely be talking more about that in, in upcoming blog posts um, and uh, podcasts, most likely. Um, so yeah, you can stay tuned. That's so cool. And does it walk by itself? You, I saw your video of it just like yeah, moving. Yeah, yeah. I was driving it um, at that time. So this is a, I'm talking about the Husky robot. People, I guess, can Google what it looks like. Um, but it's a payload carrying robot. Um, it's, it's very light and very strong. So it has four wheels, it drives. Um, and yeah, so obviously there's a, four a bunch wheel of drive. <laughs> yeah, four wheel. Yeah, uh, yeah, the, yeah. There's a bunch of computers on it, a bunch of sensors, all like lidar, camera, whatever. So you can you can obviously drive it. Mm-hmm. And we have run um, neural network like deep learning uh, algorithms that drive the robot after collecting data. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's super fun, super duper fun. Um, I like. I wish I, I would talk more about exactly what the research is that I'm I'm doing. Um, but, uh It's no, it's not secret. It's just really hard to explain. We have five minutes left before we hit oh. an hour, oh. so um, uh, I don't I don't think we should get into it right now. Um, but yeah. yeah, no, I think this this was such a. I had a great time recording this podcast. This was, I went a lot smoother than I expected it to. Yeah, you just, um, just got to chill vibe yeah feel the vibes <laughs> <laughs> yeah um yeah. what so okay so so um again what so because you're you're uh you're on my podcast what mm. can people expect from your podcast going forward anything that people can be excited about and like how can they find you um if right. they're listening to this yeah so in terms of my podcast you can check us out at the student spotlight on spotify apple podcast google podcast any of the podcasting platforms that podcast is centered around sort of emphasizing and highlighting stories of students through throughout the downfalls and highs of academia in general. Um, I'm not sure if I want to expand it yet. I, I have had figures in the academic world come on, but I mm. want to focus on students right now. And mm. so just getting more students from different aspects, because I feel like right now I'm very focused on computer science. I need to get more people from different disciplines. That's something you can look forward to if you're more STEM-based or art-based. That can be something that's you can look forward to. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of, I don't know, should I plug the Instagram at the student spotlight on Instagram as well? Okay. That's something. Yeah, See, this sure. is what I mean by marketing. I don't know what to say. Like, go to the podcast on uh, Spotify. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> yeah. I mean, student spotlight, your Instagram handle is at student spotlight, and they can find you on every, wherever that you can find yeah. a podcast. Right. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. Great. And season one, this is, they have a whole bunch of how many, like 14, 13 episodes to listen 20 to? 20 episodes. 20 episodes. Jeez. Yes, sir. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So then you have, yeah. So listeners, you have a lot of homework to do. There's 20 episodes of the yep. student spotlight yep. and season two just started. Um, and I think yeah. I'm going to be on it soon. Like yes. I'm assuming. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah, are. Okay. You are. Um, yeah. yeah. That's, you know, that's, that's wonderful. Um, looking forward to it, but yeah, so that's, that's great. Um, okay. So I think, mm-hmm. I think we can land the plane here. Um, okay. Ooh, uh, I like that analogy. I'm saving yeah, that yeah. in my brain. <laughs> right. Right. It's a good one. Yeah. Oh my God. Uh, so the thank you for listening to the first episode of Talking Practice, episode one, the podcast about podcasts. Um, it was a great pleasure. Thank you, Yasmin, for coming on and, and being the first guest. Thank you Very excited. Yeah. Very honored to be the first guest. Yeah, very honored to have you as the first guest. This is great. Um, 
But yeah, I hope you guys had a wonderful time and a little bit of an educational edu- ah, educational time educational. listening to it. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, so with that, um, I will, I'll, we'll leave you with that and have a great day, everyone. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye-bye. Practice talking. <laughs> <laughs>